Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm Britton. And I'm not making the same mistakes again. I'm making all new ones. I'm your mouth. And this week, we are talking about The Lost World Jurassic Park. What did oh, you do? Duh. I almost knocked something else over. We're good. And today's episode is brought to you by Claritin. I apologize to anyone if I'm off of my game. I've been uh, a little sick the last couple days. But I, I, I braved it for this this uh, episode why because the people need <laughs> the to people hear need you guys need to be awoken this movie i'd be curious to see what percentage of our listeners actually watch these movies in like preparation for the episodes cuz why would you ever want to watch this movie ever <laughs> well if you have not seen it i completely understand why you'd want to watch it if you've seen jurassic park i totally get it to be fair i i've never watched this movie all the way through beforehand really yeah until now, this this was one. I'm never watching this again. Yeah, well, this yeah, was I one that I watched a lot when I was. As we talked about in the last podcast, I loved dinosaurs when I was little, and so with this movie, I was so excited because it's there's a lot of dinosaurs. You see a lot of them, and they do a lot of stuff. But I, I it's been years since I'd seen it, and so I was, I was telling Tyler, I remembered so much of it, I'd forgotten all the connective tissue, and I'd forgotten like this, and also I didn't realize because I was like ten. This movie's got a lot of problems. Oh yeah, like a lot of big problems, and and it's kind of in in the ballpark of you where you go, what? Look what you had to work from, and like from the, the previous movie is a masterpiece, and then this. Anyway, yeah. where are the where are scores? Okay, so directed by Steven Spielberg, kind of uh, from 1997. It has a 51 percent for both the critic score and audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. That's probably a little too generous. Tyler, yep. best thing, worst thing, go. Um. So so. Well, your your my best thing plays in your best thing. So so we'll, we'll, would you like me to, yeah, to yeah, do the go, go ahead go ahead and do, do your. My thing. best thing is nothing about this movie. It, <laughs> it is the, the game Chaos Island: The Lost World Jurassic Park, which is a CD-ROM game that came out in 1997. It's it's like a, a point and click type thing where you start with like a set of characters and you can build stuff and you, you walk across the map and it's all blacked out but it, you, you explore more and you gather supplies and you can make eggs for dinosaurs that like follow your commands and stuff and you fight poachers and evil dinosaurs it's great <laughs> and it has the voice actors from the movie oh my god and it has the guy who plays Eddie goes he, he says uh, didn't I die in, in the movie I died <laughs> I'm like what the guy who plays Eddie his name is Richard Schiff He's an Emmy-winning actor, and an and he's in Man of Steel. He's a is yes, he really? he is. who does he play in Man of Steel? Is he one of the? He's the scientist guy. I Emil Hamilton. Does that sound right? It's a I, comic book character. He ends okay. up dying at the end. He's he's on the sure. ship when they're launching the thing in to send everyone to the Phantom Zone. Okay. He, he's the one that sets the, the he turns the thing and then he presses the little Superman S black thing in. Okay. At the end, he was on the West Wing. Yes, he was. Cool. I deeply love. He's a wonderful, wonderful actor. Yeah, very mistreated in this movie. Yeah, great, great actor. Cause, cause, like he he seemed like a cool guy, and then it's just oh, I guess he's he's brutally yeah. murdered. Um, you got your, you got your Chaos Island, Lost World, Dragon that movie, that game is okay. I, I am so confused because I looked up the technical title. It's called Chaos Island: The Lost World. There's no Jurassic Park in, but then I looked at the cover, and it's uh, the Lost World Jurassic Park. It's that logo <laughs> with Chaos Island written over it. So, <laughs> I think it's best to, to play it safe and refer to it as Chaos Island, the Lost World Jurassic Park. Which is why I did. Yes. <laughs> but, but 
that game, it's really old, but it's still great, and it, it works really well. I played it like a year ago, just to see if it still held up. I mean, the graphics, obviously, it's 1997. But... I was going to say, it's not... Is it 2D? Yeah. yeah well, so... yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, it, it's, it's still pretty fun. And then Jeff Goldblum, like in the cutscenes, he's just Jeff Goldblumming it up, so... That's pretty cool. Sure, that's fun. And his daughter, like being the most worthless character in, in the movie, is the most worthless character in the game. Okay. <laughs> but uh, my least favorite thing about this movie is that Jeff Goldblum is the main character. And that we have pretty much nobody else from the original movie in it yeah. as, a, as a main character. Yeah. Because Jeff Goldblum works as a supporting character... Where he can just do his Jeff Goldblum things. Yeah. But now, since most of the story is on his back, he has to handle a lot more exposition and just, like, carrying the plot forward, which is not his strength. And he's not nearly as entertaining when he's doing Because that. of that. Because yeah. he can't do his thing. Yeah. But if you brought back uh, Sam Neill or Laura Dern's character, yeah. or yeah. even maybe make the kids more active again. Sure. Although I, I really like their little cameo. Yeah, that was yeah, That was fine. Um... His scene with Hammond and like when he visits him, yeah, he goes yeah. to the mansion. That all still felt like Jurassic Park to me. It's really once they leave and mm -hmm. they get going on the mission that it's like, oh, this is this is not good. This is different. Yeah, but yeah. I'm with you on that one. Okay, so my favorite thing is gonna be <laughs> to come out of this movie. <laughs> There's not not the Chaos Island, the Lost World, Jurassic Park, but the greatest game ever made. Yes. Uh, I believe it's I don't think it's that one I'm pretty sure it's a tie-in for like uh, it's a GameCube PS what would that have been PS1 2, Two. Two. Um, game that around then for the time for the Lost World at the end of it Jeff Goldblum in like a, a, a one and a half minute video congratulates you for beating the game uh, then tells you to go outside because and like and like get the stink off you and go go talk to someone of the opposite gender and then he runs away awkwardly in something that I think is supposed to be like a dinosaur's coming up to him because he's like doing it on a beach and it's beautiful I'll put it at the end of the, the podcast it's, it's super weird it's hilarious and wonderful are you sure it's for the GameCube it may there, not be because there is one just called the Lost World Jurassic Park it came out in 97 for the Playstation and the Sega Saturn I'm okay play. that's probably it I'm that, that's guess who scored the game Michael Giacchino. Oh, what? <laughs> we should we should track it down. It's probably better. I than think I played it actually. That sounds really familiar. It's probably better than the movie. If I could see like pictures of it, I would, I would know. Um, my best oh, thing. Uh, sorry, your worst thing. What have you done? I... <laughs> it also has like an average of like a five out of ten. That's beautiful. Uh, Are you sure? Still probably better than the movie. Um. This... My least favorite thing, to, to, to take a more serious note, um, would be the, the, I believe Alex used the term tastelessness of uh, a lot of the deaths in this movie. Oh, I played this game hard. Um, <laughs> no, I just saw pictures of Lost World, the game, and I That's played great. this nonstop. That's great. Yep, it was bad. Um, and then, uh, right. like, so the first person who dies in this movie is, is Eddie. And Eddie is this character, I believe. Yeah. Well, does the little girl die at the end? No, no she's or, injured. She's injured. Okay, well, no. <laughs> Hammond says that. I don't believe him. <laughs> the way that woman screams, there's no way that little girl's fine. I don't know how they would have stopped the like all what all the waiters would have done to stop her. 
This is not the company. Or the, the little dinosaur. Like, the they just, like, tried to kick him off. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. Hey. I, but, yeah, I, I, I think in my head canon, yeah, yeah. Hammond is lying just that to was, get Jeff Goldblum to go. The little girl was Camilla Bell from 10,000 B.C.? 10,000 whatever. Interesting. Oh, God, good to know her career went nowhere. And, um, I think, I think Taylor Swift wrote a mean song about her. Anyway. <laughs> I think one Please of... tell me it's about her role in The Lost World. Oh, my God, I wish. And 10,000 BC. <laughs> I wish. Just trashing this random poor I, I, actress who, like, is, I'm sure is a fine person. And, I think and she's like, now just, like, famous for being hot or something. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there are... The, the, the deaths in this movie are very poorly handled. Yeah. Because uh, cause the first person who we are told yeah, on dies screen. on screen is Eddie. And Eddie is just this guy who's just there to help. And yeah. he's really nice. He's not sleazy like Vince Vaughn. Or, and, and, you know, he's... he's. I hated Vince Vaughn's character at yeah, a certain we'll, point. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Um, and and he's he's just a nice guy. And he's He's got some, some little uh, quips that he throws yeah. out there. And he's kind of... We laugh. And, and he's, he's just very charismatic. Yeah. And then he gets horribly torn in half by, by two... T-Rexes. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? After trying to save them. Yeah, and yeah well, he's trying to yeah. save them. And and so that, that right there is kind of a red flag of, wait, that was yeah. way overdone. Because in the original Jurassic Park, we have four people dying. And there are four or five. Even they, though they claim there's only three deaths in, well, in well, this well, one. Well, the way they justify it is the guy at the beginning of the movie who gets attacked by the raptor yeah. they're not counting that as part of the same incident and nobody knew Nedry yeah yeah That's, that, that, was that, was, that was my theory yeah they just wouldn't have known about Nedry yeah it was Nedry the guy at the beginning Samuel Jackson Muldoon and Gennaro yeah right right that's it right yeah um, so the guy at the beginning we don't know anything about So and, and it's, it's it's shown off screen so we don't see like yeah. Be- beautifully off screen yeah. beautifully made. we don't see him getting horribly ripped apart it just kind of builds yeah. attention it's terrifying um, Shooter! yeah yeah and, uh, Might be my favorite quote from any movie. <laughs> it's just like zooming on his mouth as he shouts it. Uh, uh, Gennaro is the sleazy lawyer mm-hmm. who, I mean, obviously, again, that's that doesn't justify him getting killed by a T-Rex. But yeah. you also, know. his death—he's just like chomped down on. Yeah, he's not like picked up and then literally torn in half. Yeah. You can hear the spine break. Yeah, you, like. you you see you see the the T-Rex swinging him around and and it like kind of snaps at him. Or yeah, something. yeah. Um, Samuel Jackson dies off screen. Dies off screen, and he's not. We see his arm, so it's kind mm-hmm. of a, a little shock. Uh, and plus, he was, tra- he was trying to fix the park, so it's like, I, I guess he was trying to. You it know, was kind of heroic in a way, yeah. and, and I think yeah. he succeeded. Actually, he did kind of get the power back, or or he did something helpful. I think that sounds right. Yeah, that, that somehow he yeah. Um, and 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 just in general, he's kind of the gruffful, you know, last day on the job guy. He's yeah. he's not. It, it, we're not like super attached to him or anything. He just seems like a, a, right. a, a guy who knew, knew the risks and whatever. And, and you know, he's kind of uh, a rough around the edges. So we're not like it's not like killing one of the kids or, or yeah, yeah, you yeah. know Alan Grant or something like. Right. Like then uh, we have Nedry who you know is trying to get the park shut down for money. And, and, and we're like destroying. He's trying to he's trying to steal the yeah. He's, he's trying to steal the embryo. Like, he he shuts the... down the entire park and puts all these people in danger. So we're like, okay, yeah, screw him. Um, yeah, and even then, it's, it's not his fault. <laughs> even then, it's off screen because he gets he gets spit with the venom or whatever, and we mm-hmm. see him like freaking out and like the acid and whatever, and then yeah. and then we, we the, the truck is just shaking while they eat him or whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> that then, scene still makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, we have Muldoon, who 
his his sole purpose is because he's like studying these or like uh, is is he a big game hunter in that? Is he well, I think he's more like a. I think he, I think he's like a wildlife preserve preserver or something. Yeah, or? Some, something where where he's he something. very much like respects the animals and like he mm-hmm. he dies heroically to save uh, to save Ellie. He like distracts yeah. the raptors. Some he has a job that requires him to wear a big hat and little shorts. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, one of those jobs. One of those, and so. <laughs> He, like, makes a... a, a, a we all have those. Yes. Yeah. And he makes the last stand, and he dies, you know, doing exactly what he... Like, he dies to the, the raptors, which is, like, what he's been most fascinated by and what yeah. he's been associated with. So that's that's not, like, we're like, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. Which also Which also uh, is, is a, fa- a payoff from the opening with Sam Neill talking to the little kid with the, the raptor Right, plot. right, yeah. Um, and so all of that, none of that is like, why did you do that? That's, yeah. that's way too far. This movie, I feel like every death is way too far. Yeah, um, it's either it's either too gruesome or unnecessary. Yeah, um, with the exception, I would say maybe two. Yeah, because uh, because yeah, Eddie dies. Um, I think is is Dieter the next person to die? Who D- Dieter Stark, who gets eaten by the consignathesis? Oh, that, in, in the scene that, that sh- totally should have been cut out of this yeah, movie. Yeah, let's let's talk about. That. I know we haven't even gotten to your best. It's okay. Thing, no, but well, I, I feel like we want to break this down a bit. The Dieter thing. Here's my. Thing. It, it it is too long of a sequence. Yeah, I don't mind Dieter dying because he's clearly sure. a jackass, and he's like prodding the compies with his. With yeah, the, yeah, he's, he's prod. It takes too long for them to do that whole scene. But I don't mind his death. Like, yeah, him being someone who dies, I'm well, okay with. My biggest problem with that. Is that it, it? It goes on very far. It's kind. Of, it's it's. It feels like it's again just too like, not gory. I guess because it's not. I mean, it, it does ultimately happen off screen. But you see him con- like he rolls yeah. down the hill and he gets all beat up and they constantly like bite him and yeah. tear him apart. Well, and they, they're like grabbing his lip. That's the that was the worst part for me. Is he's like trying to pull the thing away and it's like tearing at his lip. Yeah, yeah. It's very. And and obviously we're we're just told he's a cartoon villain like he's just a, yeah. a bad guy but he hasn't really done anything and his death has no impact on the plot no at one point they say oh Dieter's missing we need to go look for him but then that never nothing ever comes back yeah no that's the, that's my problem if, if you're gonna have it not be uh, consequential to, to what happens later th- then you make that quick yeah, you no. have him roll down that hill and then you splice it into him landing into the pool of water and then they get him yeah yeah and then, and yeah. then we're done. It's it's done. We don't have to deal with that anymore. Instead, it keeps going for like ten minutes. And it doesn't teach us because one of the neat things about the Muldoon death in the first one is that we got to see how the raptors hunt, and we got to get an idea of like yeah. we got the scientific follow through of like this is how the raptors behave. With this, we just saw that oh, compies just run after them, and then they like stop. Do the compies they show running? up again? Uh, I don't think so. Because I was no. going to say, the raptors show up for the third act uh, of the first one, and yeah. it's like, oh, we know what they're capable of. Right. They are real threats. Here, it's just like, oh, they're they're here for a scene, and yeah. then never again. Yeah, I don't think they've brought up again in the slightest. Yeah. So. Uh, well, and, and, and it's just this... The, the coolest part to me about Dieter's death was after all the combies get him, you see the, the river gets yeah, red. Yeah. That's kind of a neat shot. It's, 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 it's a cool off-screen thing, but the the overall context of it is again, it's unnecessary yeah. and it's, I would argue, a little too brutal. Again. Yeah, um, I think you, you could right. argue that just, but but you could argue that because they've already made it. They're like, oh look, it's justified because he's a terrible dude, which is also just kind of silly because it's like why? Yeah, I mean, none of the characters in the first one are that cookie cutter. I mean, I mean, Nedry is is obviously terrible, but yeah. but 
he keeps talking. You see him and kind of like uh, talking back to him and just kind of generally, you know, bashing he, him. He has a personality. Yeah, and, and him and is just generally doesn't seem to like him at all. And, yeah. and uh, keeps saying, "Oh, you know, I don't, I don't need to pay you more money and that sort of thing." Like we obviously, Nedry is, is is sleazy and, and not a good guy, but at least we understand why he has this point of view and what yeah, his motivations yeah. are while, while this is just oh there's this, this guy who likes to shock little creatures from just no a jerk yeah and then he gets killed and nothing ever yeah. comes of it and so again that's that's another thing where I'm like well this movie is not doing anything nearly as as not symbolic I guess but meaningful yeah. with the deaths so far mm-hmm. well that was the thing in the first movie there are only like four or five deaths which you don't realize that because the, each one is impactful and each mm-hmm. one is iconic and you remember each one both cinematically and narratively and they have they land either because you're like cheering because yeah the lawyer or you're like oh that's so cool that's so, and, and you kind of learn a little bit about the dinosaurs like with the Dilophosaurus like that that monster or not monster listen to me that that uh, dinosaur exists purely in that one scene yeah but it's a great scene yeah. and they fall through it. But in the second one, there's no impact. There's just sort of people are just, just they're just bait, you know. It's yeah. it's like exactly. A, it's a, it's like a, a bad zombie movie where the people exist solely to get killed, mm-hmm. and it's it's or like any modern horror movie. Sure, uh-huh. and this is very frustrating knowing what we came from because I think the next one I don't remember the chronology, but the next death might be uh, Carter, the Hispanic guy. Uh-huh. That sounds right. Yeah, the T Rex steps on him. And Carter, all we've gotten so far of him is that he was listening to his headphones when yeah. Dieter was like, "Oh, hey, watch my stuff," and and he and like Dieter didn't stop to see if he you know yeah. responded or anything. He clearly has headphones on and is just nodding away to the music, and Dieter just kind of like, yeah. and so that's still probably pretty much entirely on Dieter. Yeah. And then and then yeah, the the guy is like running away and he just gets like horribly stomped and like he sticks to he the T Rex foot, foot, yeah, and like it comes down again, again like another couple of times. He gets stomped on like two and you or three see times. like his legs and arms, I think, sticking out of like a puddle. Yeah, like he lands and he kind of flo- oh, yeah, it's awful. It's, was it's, I out of the room during this scene? No, it happened. It was very. Quick. I remember him having the headphones on. It's, I don't remember him getting stepped. It's on. the part where the the T Rex attacks the camp. The main okay, camp. that kind of like spawns the next. End of the second act of the movie, kind of. I guess. But that, yeah. that whole part where they all start running and then it, they don't stop running for a while. Yeah, before yeah. they get attacked by the raptors. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't right remember when he comes death. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, he just. It's very quick. He probably has had his headphones on because he didn't want to listen to Dieter talking about how, <laughs> how much he likes abusing little animals. Yeah. yeah. I just I just remember watching guy. him step on. I remember that great scene in Road to El Dorado where the giant, like, leopard statue comes to life and steps on the guy, and then you hear the guy go, I'm okay. <laughs> Apparently, they added that in post because audiences or the producers are like you can't have a guy die in this kids movie. Like he's got stepped on. They're like, I love oh, that good. movie. It's so good. It's so good. No, I, and, and then there's the, the, the death in the movie that in Lost World that bothered me the most in terms of uselessness was uh, Burke. He was the long-haired yeah, paleontologist yeah, yeah. guy who existed purely to explain dinosaurs to the audience. And he was like, oh yeah, th- these are so nice. And like he's talking to Dieter and he's like, yeah, yeah, they shouldn't be harmful. Like, look at this species. It's so great. And then he's like, he's a really Dieter, Dieter yeah. shocks him and the guy's like, what? And he's like a really, oh. he's a nice dude. He's got the big hat. Okay, yeah. And jeans. So he's different kind of hat than Muldoon. And he's, <laughs> and he was explaining the Pachycephalosaurus, which is a great dinosaur with the, the yeah, yeah. dome head. Which that's a pretty cool bit where he like, yeah, they can withstand impact. And then he smashes the guy through the car. Yeah, that yeah, was that, pretty yeah, good. That's kind of good. 
but like he's just this like nice well-meaning guy who's just clearly fascinated by the dinosaurs and he's like talking to Ellie or not Ellie uh, Sarah Harding uh, Julianne Moore and they're like talking about trading paleontological information and then he runs with uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, the daughter and Julianne Moore into the, the thing the waterfall into the waterfall right? which yeah. is from the book yeah. okay this part I, I looked away from and you had to explain this to me after I was so bored at this point uh-huh. well they hide in the waterfall but then you were like well that's stupid yeah and then what happens is a snake slithers into Burke's shirt and he goes oh my god and he startles and then he runs out of the yes. waterfall and, and then he of course gets bitten and we see and there's like a the horrible like crunching yeah, like, like from the T-Rex body and it's yeah you pointed this out or right away you were like Alex for the listening at home uh, it's like he's he's like a, a na- like he lo- he's just like saw the little consignatus at the beginning of the movie and he's like oh that's yeah. great I love this like why would he freak out on a snake unless like I guess he thought that it was supposed to be like a, a really venomous snake yeah but even then like the T-Rex is right outside and it's-, it, it, it's like it's the exact reverse of Prometheus where you have the scientist guy who, who's like oh I want out of here I, I'm, I'm this is too much for me I don't like aliens blah, blah, blah. and then he sees the little snake pop out he's like Oh, are you yeah. cute? Oh, yeah. and then, then he goes to pet it, and then it brutally murders him. Yeah. Well, like yeah. it, it's like the exact opposite uh-huh. of that. And I just feel like, and I understand, like you're startled that it might have been a mistake, but there's a little bit of room in that <laughs> waterfall. So he's like, "This is bad. I'm gonna run outside." Yeah. And if it if it had been one of those things where like they're all kind of frozen, and the T Rex was looking at him, like, "Oh, vision's based on movement." Yeah. Then he gets startled, with and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" And there's a snake, and then the T Rex says, "There you are," and eats him. I'd be like, "I get it." But again, like this guy why, did nothing wrong. Why, why, why didn't they just do that? That's <laughs> yeah. They, they set up that information in the first movie. Yeah. Why? Well, and and they try to hold on to it because when the T Rex is attacking, Malcolm is standing still, and he's like, "Guys, don't move." Because yeah. like, this is one of the few times we see a hint of Malcolm having grown from the first movie. Because he's like, "I remember," because I, I remember Grant and us at the the cars and waving the flares around. Um. And and so he clearly knows, like, if we stay still, and no one's listening to him, obviously. But. That that seems like such an intuitive choice. If that's if, if you want that character to die, yeah. and you want it to make sense, yeah. I guess they didn't want it to make sense. And I, and I just don't. And that character didn't need to die. Yeah. I mean, we didn't. He didn't need to be the hero. But it was such a weird like. He could have joined them. He was he was this really nice guy who enjoyed the dinosaurs, and he was just murdered. Like yeah. they didn't have him like die trying to save a dinosaur or anything. Like with Eddie, like just a perfectly yeah. likable guy who was trying to do something nice. Like, like, what if it was him and Julianne Moore and Vince Vaughn that found the little wounded oh, yeah, that'd be great. T-Rex baby? Like, that would that would make more sense. I am not becoming very sad that Burke was not a bigger character because I'm realizing how likable he was. Yeah. Exactly. Or the, or the potential of him. I think the character's name, the actor's name was, like, Thomas Duffy or something. Good job, buddy. Like, oh, although I was like getting you. confused when they kept calling him Burke. I'm like, wait, wait, Paul Reiser is here? <laughs> um, yeah, the, it's... So, so I think... And this is without talking about the San Diego. That's exactly what I wanted to get to. I know we are so far without talking about your worst. Oh my god! But I, I, I feel like we should just San Diego, this, man. This this whole because this I think is a lot of where why this movie doesn't feel at all like the first one and where a lot of the tone problems come in. Um, Can I just say, it was dumb. It was so dumb how everything in that final twenty minutes happened. I was interested. I mean, it's entertaining because it's action and it's yeah. But my point is, like, once they go on the mission and once they find Julian Moore and all that stuff happens, I was bored. Yeah, sure. Like, this was the part where I was like, "Oh, it's dumb, but things are happening, and I'm I'm interested." I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. 
Well, that the whole San Diego sequence, he ha- he eats a dog, which that we don't like. That's, that. that's what I was gonna say, and that's like, and they they do it with the the chain, and like they show the 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 dog, dog house, house falling, yeah. and that's just why. Why do you kill a dog? Come that on. that is the part where that's the part I remember most about this movie from mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and, and I'm like, that's just horrible. Why? Well, would... And he's drinking out of a swimming pool, chlorine. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that, that's, that's, it would have been great if it's that's dr- the biggest plot hole of this movie. Would have been great if it drinks out of the swimming pool and just dies. Big big overhead shot. And then like Ludlow, who is if anyone should die in the movie, it's Ludlow. Who who makes it to the very end and he's still trying to get the baby and then the T Rex eats him. But at that point I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. It was chlorine killed the beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... But yeah, and Ludlow's not even... I mean, he's obviously mean, but he's he's just... He, he's just, trying to, like, make something out of this he, terrible mess his he, father has created or yeah, whatever. Uh, uncle. Uncle, uncle yeah. right. He's yeah. the Hammond of this movie, where he's but he's just delusional and misguided. Yeah. Because Hammond in the first movie... And here's a big problem I have with this one. Hammond in the first movie seems to understand by the end of it we messed up yeah because like he has that lot where Grant says I'm setting out to endorse your park and he goes yeah well, I, I do too or me is yeah, the same that, that's the like thing that. like like as much as I complained about the last one like there are no consequences he still seems to have learned his lesson yeah yes. and then the oh, and then in the first time he's like wait 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 we can make it work mm-hmm. I found a new way no fences this time and it's like wait 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 that's a hang on <laughs> <laughs> I why don't... I don't Hammond. So, like, I can't get behind this guy because in the first one, I understood every beat of his character. Is is a it, it is kind of a bad it's a bad idea, but I understand he's like this billionaire who's like I like dinosaurs. Overly optimistic, yeah, or idealistic. And there's this, this yeah. sense of hope and wonder, and you know, and you and you and it feels like and also his his idea seemingly works for a while, yeah, until it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that uses the themes of life finds a way and chaos theory and everything. This one's just like, I don't know, dinosaurs like to eat stuff. We had to retcon because we wanted a sequel. There's, Have is, fun, Jeff Goldblum! Is, I, I heard that David Kep wrote the script uh, with a note taken to his computer that was from a fan who said that he, like, quote, waited too long to bring the dinosaurs in. Which is why there's just nonstop dinosaurs in this. <laughs> That's a, why would you... No! That's not how you write a movie! That's, that's another thing is that this movie does not earn the the big dinosaur reveal at no. all because the stegosaurus is. Could you imagine them? Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine them saying that to James Cameron? Like my complaint about the first uh, Terminator is that you took too long to talk about the Terminator. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. Alien. You took too long to to bring in the alien. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the, whole... the same idea. That's how you build tension. Jaws. Yeah. 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 And and and, the, and Jurassic Park so beautifully. Cashes in on all the waiting. Yeah, and you, first of all, you still get little glimpses yeah. of the dinosaurs. You wait, a, you wait a long time, and you get to see the the triceratops like and the, the, get... the yeah, the, the um, you, you do get the majestic open shot of oh like, and, and you know, there's the great like uh, reaction. To, yeah, like you see the reaction before you see the dinosaurs. And, oh, that's and got the glasses choice. thing, and it's it's such a great little moment. And then 
you know, they, they, they kind of, then they go, they're going on the tour and they're not seeing anything. And so it's kind of like, okay, we know you have dinosaurs here, but your tour is not working at all. Yeah. And, and it builds farther and farther and farther. And then the T-Rex, and you're like, oh my goodness. And, 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 and it's they, one of the most, one yeah. of the best scenes in movie history. And you get these great, this great payoff. And honestly, when they're going through and they're not seeing any of the uh, dinosaurs, it's kind of like whenever you go to a zoo in the summer and you're like, they're not doing anything. Yeah. Where are the animals? Yeah. Like, they're, they're sleepy. <laughs> but you, you really get your money's worth every time a dinosaur does show up in Jurassic Park and here they're just like here's this dinosaur is killing stuff because we know that people really enjoyed that in the first one so here's more Jack Sparrow here's everything you want well, well here's the problem when you want to do when, when you have a note that says bring in dinosaurs earlier yeah. then when you have Vince Vaughn and Eddie and they're supposed to be like oh my god we've never seen dinosaurs before yeah. that scene completely falls flat and there's no right. impact to it at all because we've already seen dinosaurs a million times exactly. it doesn't matter we're not we're not in their heads. We're not experiencing yeah. the, this the same way they are because we've, we've seen this too yeah. many times. It's, yeah. it's the exact same problem, I'd, I'd argue, as the um, the Predator franchise, mm-hmm. where the first Predator is it's pretty good about building it and everything. It's, it's very similar to Alien, and they build it, you know, and the reveal, and you see the Predator shots. Where I, the I would, I would say Alien vision. suffers from this a bit, too. Where, where it's it's when you get to more and more of the sequels, they're they're more and more overexposed. Yeah, yeah. Although, well, the, the alien works because that that design scares me so much. <laughs> but but with the Predator franchise and the Alien franchise, especially in like the the, I'd say Aliens kind of just doesn't. Well, we'll come back to that in a second. <laughs> um, when, but yeah, in the, in every Predator uh, sequel. They always do the oh we we don't know what the predator is we've got to do the the shots with the vision and like the infrared or whatever it is while it's it's looking at them and yeah. then we can't reveal the predator until like halfway through the movie and they got to build it every time but we know what the predator is we don't care like we've already experienced this and so we're kind of like okay we get it we understand what it is you you need to give us something else and aliens does a really good job of this. Um, because they immediately turn it into okay, it's it's an action movie monster. Yeah, and you know they the we've got all these marines and they don't even like care. They're like, oh yeah, we're gonna I don't care about the these stupid bugs. We're gonna go yeah. kill them. And they go in and then they get they they make it terrifying by they it, we we see the aliens right away. It's within mm-hmm. like the first third of the movie, I assume. It's yeah. kind of like the end of the first act. Um, and you know they they're all attacking and they're swarming and and so we we get that they're scary because there's a lot more of them and it yeah. turns into more of a fight and of course there's the horror elements with the camera and everything but um, for the most part it's it, it immediately turns into okay this is an action movie yeah. and we, we're facing a lot more of these so that's why the threat is increased Yeah. Mm-hmm. whereas with this movie much like with the other Predator movies they're, they seem to be trying to, to recapture that sense of oh this is so amazing and look at all the dinosaurs and also trying to make it more of an action thing, but yeah. they don't commit to either one, and it just kind of yeah. fizzles out. Um, I'd argue that Jurassic World does a really good job of this. Mm. We'll talk about that when we get there. But of of just because the 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 point of it is like, oh, people are already bored about. Yeah, you know, they don't want to see more T Rexes or whatever. We're we're yeah. moving on to making a bigger and better monster because they're already bored with all these dinosaurs. Yeah, um, yeah. I like that idea a lot. But well, I think, this movie does not do that. Well, also with this one, I think that. There are, there are ideas within it that are scary. When, yeah. when, when they're on the boat going to the island and the, 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 the boat captain's like, this is as far as I'm going to go. Yeah. Because there are stories of fishermen coming near this island and never being seen again. I'm like, that's scary. Yeah. That means that, like, pteranodons are picking them up or they're, like, Something in the water. You know, yeah, getting shipwrecked and then a 
raptors eating them. Like that's that's really scary. And there's some like the scene where the all the engine guys are in the tall grasses and they're walking, and then there's a an aerial shot of the trail they're making, and you see three yeah. other trails like intersecting with them with the raptors. Like yeah. that's kind of spooky. But that's it. It's just like these little wisps where you go, ah, oh, okay. And I wish that they had almost just made this either just a complete nuts action movie yeah. or make it a horror movie. Because Jurassic Park is kind of a horror movie. But if, if they had just really doubled down into like, we're humans and this is their this is mm-hmm. their home. This mm-hmm. is their jungle. And I I seem to remember Jurassic Park 3 doing a better job of this. That's I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to... I seem to remember it being better at just of like, we don't know what the hell is going on. The other thing about this movie is there are way, and this is also with aliens, there are way more people in it, way more characters. Exactly. And, and so that means there are more people that can die. Yeah. Because in the first one, it's a fairly small cast. And I guess at the end of the night, all the scientists and everything have gone home. Yeah. Yeah. So they've all... Well, it's because it's because of the storm. They've all left the island. Oh, that's it. Yeah, the storm evacuates everybody. So immediately there's only these many, which is easier for us to keep track of as an audience. Mm-hmm. And that means each character counts more when they die. But in Lost World, there's just people. There's just mm-hmm. any type of... I remembered characters based more on the action figures that I could get than the actual... I think, I think part of what they could have done to, to fix that a little more is show that they can actually kind of fight back against these. Sure. Because they, they use the, the shot on the T-Rex, mm-hmm. but like only the, the, the main hunter guy has that, yeah. or uses that. They use the like the tranquilizer or whatever, right? And they don't re- like no. For some reason, it doesn't seem like anyone else is armed with him, and no one else tries to fight it. He's the only guy who attempts to hunt the T Rex or anything like that. And also, the they they don't even do they show the Velociraptors in this? Yeah, yeah. There's a whole sequence where the I know they're running. Do they do they say? I guess they show them like jumping out of the grass for kind of. We see like, tails and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We see one like jump, and then there's a whole sequence where they use gymnastics to defeat them. But like they're, they're this not... is Aj. Oh, there was a character in this okay. movie who Alex and Tyler both forgot existed. His name's Aj. He's an Indian hunter. He's an engine. I still don't remember him. You show me I pictures of him. I don't and remember I just him pictures guy. of him. And, just, and, not and he dies, him. and it's the reason that the hunter guy... Uh, uh, Roland Trimbo. Okay. It's the reason he leaves the movie. He's like, I've been surrounded by too much death for too long. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess, like, none of your friends have ever died on hunting expeditions ever? <laughs> yeah. Dinosaurs? Dinosaurs? <laughs> can I can I just say now I'm imagining this movie, but it's it's the exact same plot as Aliens, but it's just Jeff Goldblum instead of Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Wait, so we're um we're uh going back to uh destroy them, right? Not not to study them, right? <laughs> I would uh, re- re- recommend that you uh step step away from that that girl right there, uh, mm-hmm. Miss Miss Queen Alien. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> God. What's your best thing and your worst thing? <laughs> well, I guess We're to keep over the, half an hour in. I guess to keep the trend going, my best thing about this movie is going to be Mass Effect Two. <laughs> it's a great video game. Uh, it's epic. It's a tremendous science fiction lore. Um, actually, my best thing about this movie would be so Jeff Goldblum's uh, daughter in this movie is uh, played by an actress named Kelly Curtis, and she's black. Jeff Goldblum is not black. Yeah. Um, it's n- they never address this in the movie, and I think this is cool. This either means maybe she's adopted, but they don't see the need to make a big show of it. Yeah. She's biracial, um, don't need to make a big deal of it, or it just doesn't matter, just cast a black actress and didn't think about it. And I thought that was kind of a cool yeah. little grace note. They don't really, I like, you know, make a show of it. 
I like the first conversation that her and Jeff Goldblum. That's a neat, yeah. About like uh, how he's not like attending a lot of her stuff and gymnastics and things. Because hey, character building. Yeah. It's not. It's not going to come back to mean anything. No, yeah, the gymnastics come back to mean. Very Everything <laughs> that one lost. Oh right, of course they should have lost because the, that the fight. whole awful sequence. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. They the, cut you from the team. The 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 entire Velociraptor fight sequence with, is awful. With the the main characters in like the the warehouse thing. Something. Julianne Moore like, defeats one of them using roofing shingles. Yes. Oh my god, that happened. Yes. Ah, yes. the, the Velociraptor's natural enemy. Roofing. Oh yeah, and then the like one of them falls on the other, and then they start attacking each other. They start other. kind of like bickering, and she falls on the ground very noticeably, and they're still like, "You're me, you're and me." She, and she just runs away. I'm, and I looked at Tyler, and I'm like, if this if this were any other character in this movie, they would be dead, dead on sight. Julianne Moore has apparently admitted to doing this movie to pay off a divorce settlement. That's great. <laughs> Reportedly, that's, that's what. Yeah. Julianne Moore, who's a fantastic Academy Award winning actress. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful talent. I love her work in The Hunger Games. <laughs> She's a great and gorgeous uh, performer. Yeah. But there you go. Uh, and I guess my, my worst thing about this movie would be the overall, we kind of talked about this a little bit, the overall lack of imagination and lack of creativity and lack of inspiration in this movie. Uh, Spielberg is, is such a honest-to-God legend in, in movies, and I think it's totally earned. I mean, when you the more you watch his stuff, the more you realize, like, this guy really knows what he's doing. Yeah. And I think if you just go through his filmography, you're going to find way more good movies than bad movies. Yeah. I mean, a bad Spielberg movie is really hard to find. And this is one of them. <laughs> and it just feels we like... We did it! The first Jurassic Park is so creative, and he has so many gorgeous little shots of, like, the water and shaking and, like, the scale of everything. It's so beautifully, lovingly done, and it feels like he's very attentive to it and really... Doing it, and this one just felt very. Eh. There's very little like inspiration and, and 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 beauty to the movie, which is really noticeable for Spielberg. Yeah. Like if this were just some actor, some director who they hired to finish the movie. If this were a Brett Ratner movie, I would go. not bat an eye. Yeah, there you go. But this is Spielberg, who is Spielberg. And I think he even said, like, he felt very bored of it. He's like, I, there's got to be something else for me. There's, i got to be able to... I think the next movie he made after this might have been Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. wow. I, I don't know, but... I, I'm pretty sure. Because this was 97. I believe that was, was 98. 98. I think it might have been... Which, he might have been like, all right, let's go back to World War II. Let's, let's do this thing. And then he made this, you know, masterpiece again. Um... It just and it just disappointed me, and it, it, it in no way makes you go, "Oh, I guess Spielberg's not a great filmmaker." Everybody makes a bad movie, but he just, you know, it, it's just very surprising that he that this is as much of a creative dud as it is, because he is such a brilliant filmmaker. And again, when you see where Jurassic Park comes from, I, I've even heard that. It is based on another novel by Crichton. Yeah. But that they asked Crichton to write the book so they could make the movie. Correct. And Which is weird that they wouldn't just make the movie. Yes. Wouldn't it just be like, they, okay, we'll just hire you to write the script. And then they don't really use that. And then the book is still really the, different. The book the book gives the idea of like the, the test site um, being like where they actually grow the animals. And I think that's a really cool idea. And they use that in the movie. And I... I think they, they have the trailer sequence where the trailers sure. but in the movie I don't know if this is the same in the book in the movie it doesn't really make sense because the T-Rex is like 
bat it to where it's hanging partially off the side they don't knock it all the way off yeah, yeah, yeah. and like then they leave and they come back I guess maybe to try and draw in other yeah. humans I don't know what well, and D- uh, Dodgson from the first movie that we got Dodgson here Dodgson yeah. Dodgson is like the main bad guy in the book I think oh is he I don't know that or that he's, I, I used, don't he's actually used a lot and there's a whole I've read the book I just don't remember this. there's a whole character they don't even use called like Robert Irvine or something like that might be an actor there's like a ton <laughs> of yeah, so it's just weird to me that they went. Hey. And, and the, the San Diego sequence is not a thing in the slightest. They, they, it's, it, yeah. it's all on the island. San Diego, the San, there's a part in the San Diego sequence where the T Rex is walking through a neighborhood and no one's reacting until yes. he gets to. It's a, a little boy hears him drinking out of the pool. Yes. He's walking through a neighborhood. Everyone's water is shaking. Yes. Everyone's and but everyone's like, oh, it's probably in San Diego. It's, you know, <laughs> it's an earthquake. It's, it's an earthquake. Yeah, who cares? And the dog's like, hey, man. I believe that was an attempt by Spielberg to to make it a little more varied with what was going on in the movie. I guess what the, the San Diego sequence. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but that's only because they didn't do a good job in the first yeah. two acts of the movie. Yeah. There's also literally a part where Japanese tourists want to run away from the T Rex. Yes, apparently shouting in Japanese, "I left Japan to get away from this." Please tell me this is a shared cinematic universe with the Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie starring... Uh, that did happen in Japan. Ferris Bueller. That didn't happen in Japan, though. You didn't happen in Japan. <laughs> I didn't. My, my shampoo commercial was not well received. <laughs> I'm going to bow out of this one. I'm just done for now. You guys got it should be a shared universe. Uh, it should be a shared universe with, like... Mary Kate and Ashley or something that like Passport to Paris is happening at the same time and they're like anyway man it's just a ticker on the news like it's not do you guys even... hear there's like dinosaurs in this <laughs> island you just title dropped a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie <laughs> second time I've done it in these podcasts bro come on <laughs> that's even worse you want, about, you want to talk about childhood let's go best cinematic scene in the history of movies Passport to Paris Mary Kate and Ashley are trying to show the snooty French chef good old American food so they give him a McDonald's hamburger he says what is this uh, Mickey Donald's and he picks it up and he gets a fork and a knife and he's got to cut into the hamburger and they say no no you eat it with your hand hamburger hand hamburger that's why they call it a hamburger hand hamburger and I was nine years old going I don't think that's that's where it came from and then he goes oh, I'm a snooty French chef le poisson and then he eats the burger and he likes it they also go out with a couple of guys who have a band called the Video Heads because Creep had come out at the time by Radiohead. I don't. You want to talk? Mary- <laughs> I don't want to get Olsen. Let's get Olsen. <laughs> I don't buy Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen ever having a McDonald's hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Plot hole. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh what a plot hole! Who directed this? Brett Ratner. <laughs> Brett Ratner. Little known fact. <laughs> Brett Ratner made the Mary Kane movies and then he made X3. Yes. They, they <laughs> just thought his artistic vision was perfect. And Passport to Paris was co written by David Kep. <laughs> well, they said I took too long to get to the Olsons <laughs> in the previous movie. Passport to Prague. I'm imagining the, the Jurassic Park sequence with the with the T Rex just exactly the same, but it's just Mary Kane and Olsen's just like wandering around, and they're all like freaking out and running away, and they just kind of like look in their car windows. <laughs> I would love nothing more because Mary Kane actually had a string of like uh, Mary.
Mary Kay and Ashley's like birthday party and slumber party and all these other kind of things. I wish they had had like Mary Kay and Ashley's Jurassic Park party where they like <laughs> like it's a legit horror movie and they're like trapped <laughs> in the park. Apparently, there's a, a you know Telltale who's made these beautiful like Walking Dead games, the Telltale Batman yeah. games. Apparently, they made a, a, a Jurassic Park game. I knew that. I, I Isn't was it really, really hoping you were going to say apparently they made a Mary <laughs> You can choose your own, like, depending on the story you choose, Ashley might die. Like, Mary Kay It's took... a crossover with The Walking Dead. It's the... <laughs> Clementine fights them. <laughs> oh, goodness. Ooh, yeah, that, I'm curious to point that. that. Yeah, I know. I've, heard, I've heard decent things. Because Telltale, since they made the Walking Dead games, like every game they've made is like a knockout. Yeah. Game of Thrones is a little bit of a dud, the, but the like the Batman game is beautiful. Yeah, that got huge. Wolf I love Mama it. Is supposed to be great. The Walking Dead games are the Telltale games are amazing. Mm-hmm. So like the idea of them taking that kind of idea for a Jurassic Park game sounds so brilliant. Yeah. But it's something to do with the canister. I know that's okay. the, the, the starting point of the story is that like the canister that gets left there okay. and like exploring like. Something happens with that where someone finds it or something along those okay. lines. The one that Nedry loses. Yeah, yeah. Ah, man. There's potential there. Probably better than this movie. Probably. That would have been a cool way to go. Can, can I just say... I, I want to say that might come back in for the second one. I could be wrong about that. The second one, I mean... Oh, okay. Maybe. I could be wrong. Because Crichton, I think, did a little more continuity with his yes. universe. Ha- having not played that game, I can already tell you it's better than this movie. Now, this is something that has confused, confused me. So... They are on Isla Sorna in this one. Yes. Sounds right. Sorna is in 2 and 3, right? I'm not sure. I was wondering about that, actually. And Dr- I don't know which one is in 3. I, I just know Nublar is the first one. Nublar is the first and the and fourth one, right? Because Jurassic World is built on the same island as... Yes, because that's where the kids go to. They go to where the yes. original Jurassic Park is. Like they go, they yeah. visit the, the the visitor center. Yeah, they visit the visitor center with where like the banner fell down on the T-Rex. Gotcha. And, and they get one of the old Jeeps. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and because they bring in the old T-Rex. That's yeah. right. That's right. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you've got... Okay, because I want to say Well, it's... does the fourth one... It does. It kind of ignores the second and third movies, right? To to some extent. There's the, there's the great part where a T-Rex smashes through the, the Spinosaurus skeleton. Because mm. everyone was, was super upset that they had the Spinosaurus beat the T-Rex to try and be like, Look, this is the new monster! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was fun. Does that happen in third? The third one, yeah. Because the third one they bring in the Spinosaurus is like the big bad in the. Third the, the one. Yeah, the, the third one they're like, oh, we need to update. Which, hey, at least they're trying. Yeah. They're they're introducing a new element to this as opposed to you remember that T Rex we we have the T Rex again. Yeah. It's not nearly as fun and there's not nearly as much tension, but it, it's there and it's killing people. Well, and now we so have the Velociraptor. The Velociraptors are there. They're, yeah. They they there's a, a. The Velociraptors are so nerfed in this movie. Yeah. Like the Velociraptors who are. Like the ultimate bad guy in the first one. They cut you from the team. <laughs> they're that's so all, that's all the guy. They're terrifying in the first one, and they're oh, yeah. so brilliantly made. And in this one, like them plucking people out of the grass is kind of neat. But then literally, they're beaten by a girl with a gymnastics thing. She's yeah. flipping around, and, and like there's just a convenient like spike that it yeah. smashes onto. Yeah, it's, oh. it's great because there is there is the uh, um, the moment where um, Ian Malcolm runs into a door. Uh, this is actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where he runs in, in, like he runs behind a door and it's like got a knob on it and he closes it and then the, the, the velo- and it, it's so you're oh, like yeah. is he going to try and open the door or something and the velociraptor just smashes through the window yeah <laughs> that's pretty great yeah, yeah. but um, the one that got me was when he's in the car because there's a lot of people hiding in cars in this movie yes hiding in cars with boys which is a sequel to Drew Barrymore's riding in cars with boys um, sure yeah that was like super inside directed by Brett Ratner <laughs> written by David Cap, <laughs> produced by Joel Schumacher oh my god and then when, when the raptors like 
trying to break the glass to get to Goblin. And he's like wedging his face through the broken glass. Yeah. I'm like, I know you have pain sensors. Like, I know you can feel. You would stop that. Especially because you're smart. And the raptors are just like, in this one they try to go, well, everyone loves the T-Rex in the first one, so we're going to make the T-Rex the big bad guy. Yeah. And I'm like, no, the velociraptors are but, the but most of, dangerous. Part of the beauty of the original one is that they end up fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like about how nature is, is you it's know, taking own, care yeah. of itself, and that's like, it's a, it's a separate thing, and they shouldn't be, be interfering with this yeah. for a second. Um, and, and that's another major problem I have with the movie, is that the entire... Uh, with, especially with like we were talking about with the deaths where a lot of the deaths it felt like it came from these people are trying to mess with nature and they're yeah. manipulating nature or whatever and then this one is just kind of like eh, it doesn't matter like there's an, that yeah. theme is completely dropped where it's it, it feels I don't know yeah well and people defeat the dinosaurs in this one which is yes and that's the end of the point the point is not necessarily dinosaurs can kill you it's nature is this overwhelming power yeah. And we are ultimately, life finds a way. No matter yes. what, nature is going to find a way to survive and find a way to succeed. And this is like, no, nah, if you kick it with gymnastics, it'll die. Yeah. <laughs> what did you have? Can someone explain to me how that, that dinosaur or the, the T-Rex breaks out of the boat? I was actually about yeah. to, say, to bring that up. Okay, because when, when we were watching for the first time, I didn't realize this is how it broke out and how the San Diego scene starts. I was like... Okay, so I guess it breaks out of the thing, and the little baby dinosaur kills, every, or the baby T Rex kills everyone else. There's a guy's hand is this whole yes, thing. Yes, which doesn't make any sense. Did the T Rex bite it very precisely? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, that was my thing. I thought, oh, maybe like it breaks through, and then the baby one mm-hmm. runs around the ship. Yeah. That makes sense. But then they say, oh no, we already have it, yeah. and, and it's it's over here at where the yeah. park's supposed to be. So the what? T- <laughs> so basically, the T Rex apparently breaks out, snips a guy. Bites him just so that his hand stays on the wheel. Kills everybody else. Then goes back into its thing. Goes goes back into it, and a guy who is dying closes. Yeah, pre- closes it with his last. And, and, and it's set to go. It set, it's still going straight yes, to the dog. They don't need to, they yeah. don't need to change it all. It's, it's perfectly yeah. going just directly at the dog. Yeah, yeah. It's a complete. Now, if these have been raptors, yeah, raptors can they they sneak yeah. around and everything. No, it's a giant T Rex. It's not agile. I kind of wish Vince Vaughn had sabotaged the whole thing just to be like, man, this will show him. Because Vince Vaughn is is pretty much solely responsible for for the deaths of like everyone in that camp because there's the point where um, first of all he grabs he's the one who grabs the baby. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was gonna say also he. Uh, he take which if they kept the baby T Rex, it probably would have killed everyone in the camp anyway. So that's yeah. that's fine. But then he repl- he takes out the bullets or whatever from the the hunter guy's gun. Yeah, and the hunt so the guy has a perfect shot when the T Rex first appears, and like could kill him mm-hmm. or could kill the T Rex, and then he tries to shoot and, and he doesn't have any bullets, and then the T Rex goes on the rampage and like kills everybody. Yeah, and, and, like, and then oh. it comes out that Vince Vaughn's like an eco terrorist or something. Yes, like that's supposed to be it, and Vince Vaughn just disappears. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate like it, it's it's kind of like they were heading into Avatar territory where they're starting to beat it over my head a little bit of like themes. It's about taking care of the environment. I'm like no 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 I I, I got that you don't need no. to say he's an eco terrorist or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I'm good I, I I understand. Like like you don't have to say he he's part of this prior thing. You just be like right. okay they care about animals they care about life they care about nature. Yeah. Okay fine. Yeah. I. Really, lo- I thought Vince Vaughn gave a decent performance in this movie, just because yeah. it's slightly yeah. different for him. Yeah, I also really liked uh, Pete Postlethwaite as Trimbo the Hunter. Yeah, 
because that's a we don't usually see him play those kind of characters. He was a I mean just extraordinary. He's actor. probably the best character in the movie. Yeah. He's, he's the most he's interesting. Actually, he's actually like complex. He's not just yeah. No, that's why I was so. He's like, oh, I just really want to hunt this. I'm not even. Doesn't he say he's not even like taking a paycheck or anything? He's yeah, no, he just wants to hunt the T-Rex. Like, what, what it's like the ultimate prize. What if they got him to be involved in in the climax somehow? Yeah, like get him back in there. Yeah. Maybe he jo- joins with yeah. jo- Jeff Goldblum and J- Julian Moore. He's like, all right, I'll help you guys yeah. get the T-Rex back on the boat. He also has a hat and a little short, so he and Muldoon kind Correct. of in the same seminars. Um, you, you could say that they're brothers. I'd love that, actually. <laughs> My brother, Robert Muldoon, he's such a... Pete Bolsonaro was such a brilliant actor. He passed away a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, Justin, he was ex- utterly extraordinary. Great, great talent. And I really liked him in this because I was like, you're like the tough, like, you know, yeah. hunter guy. Clean ball, his best friend, not, who I remember, <laughs> he dies. <laughs> when the, Allegedly. And that SUV crashed into the thing. And there's literally a scene where they're all just hanging out in the camp and a triceratops just runs through it. Yeah. Because they're also dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, that, I thought, is that because they released the Triceratops? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, or was that... Maybe. Yeah, I think so. So how big is the T-Rex in this movie? Because T-Rex, the head is gigantic, but also it can walk around the neighborhood as only as tall as a house. I feel like the scale of the T-Rex is awful. Now, I know that they do make a point of, like, the male or female, one of them is... The female, I think, is bigger. So maybe sometimes when there are two T-Rex, I'm I'm seeing different sizes because one is actually bigger. I have no idea. Well, it has to be able to adjust its head size. Otherwise, it wouldn't be able to fit its head into that small <laughs> into little... Into the captain's That's booth true. of the ship to bite, bite the guy. That, you're right. To leave okay. just his arms on, on the wheel. Yep. It's not just dinosaurs. <laughs> They're extreme dinosaurs. God. I, I, it's just that if... I don't know. I just loved the first one so much, and the first one is, is so much fun and so scary and so truly thrilling, and this yeah. one's just like, hey, we're just going to hurl more dinosaurs killing people at you. We're basically going to do the same things the first one did, but worse. Because that's what everyone's talking about. As It's kind of like how nowadays studios are going, man, people talk about Full House on Tumblr a lot. We should make a new series, because people really love Full House. I'm like, they don't. They don't like... No, they're making fun of it, and it's nostalgia. They don't want Full House. Hey, hey. Season one of Fuller House is amazing, by the way. But, it, um, it is it is the, the best thing ever made and the worst thing ever made simultaneously. Have, it you, is, seen, have you seen season one of Fuller House? I've seen, like, five episodes. Dude, it's so... <laughs> I don't understand. It is... Um, speaking of American, actually, it's amazing. <laughs> There's a scene, literally, where they go to... Uh, Stephanie is, like, DJing at a Coachella event... And then they go back to their house and she reveals that she can't have children. And this is a very emotional scene. Uh-huh. And then Kimmy Gibbler walks in and then the kid says her trigger phrase because she had been hypnotized previously. And so Kimmy Gibbler starts clucking like a chicken. This takes place in like two minutes. What? And then the episode's over. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, those kind of tonal shifts happened in the show all the time. On a regular basis. All so. the time. I watched too much Full House as a child. <laughs> it's, oh man, me too though. Ooh, boy. My first crush might have been Mary-Kate Olsen, now that I'm thinking about it. That's why I said Ashley could die earlier. Um, <laughs> and one of my current crushes is Elizabeth Olsen, who is amazing and a brilliant actress. Yep. And in Godzilla, where a, mo- where a giant reptile walks around a city like in Lost World. Sure. Bring it back. Apparently, San Diego, the San Diego sequence was planned for a third movie. Yeah, yeah. Move, thank God they just like kept all of it in one. Well, apparently Joe Johnson originally volunteered to direct this yeah. one, and Spielberg's like, "I got it." I think Spielberg said, "But I promise he'll get the third one," and he did. Yeah, 
Because Spielberg's, you know, a good guy. Um, yeah. <coughs> is this... So I'm just curious at what point Spielberg, he stops. Spielberg caring. did... Did he direct all the, the all four, any of the Jones movies? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Has he done sequels to anything other than that, those, and Lost World? I don't think so. Who did Jaws 2? Not him. I don't uh, yeah, I know. So. It wasn't him. I, was... I don't know. I, I have not seen any of those uh, except for the first one. Jaws is an interesting. We're never doing Jaws that. is one where we're it's never just, doing that. It is just straight. It's it's an exponential drop off where the second yeah. one's like, oh, that's that it, it's fine. I get it's kind of the same problem problems because like you see the shark a lot more. And there's not a lot as much tension and it's a little more in your yeah. face, you know, monster fighting, which is it's a little little bit of a good thing and a little bit like it's yeah. a little bit going towards aliens but it's also a little bit like this and Predator and that sort of thing um and then uh we're never doing those well I was gonna say then the third one is literally just made to take advantage of 3D whatever yeah and then the fourth one is just awful yeah <laughs> like it's so like what is happening uh I'm not seeing any other sequels that he directed aside from the Indiana Jones and, and this one yeah yep that's really interesting. Can That's I really interesting to me that Indiana Jones is the only one that he's because George Lucas. Uh, it was his idea. Yeah. Did he? Did he just produce all of those? And or? he helped write okay. or come up with stories. Yeah. 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 Which and and I think many would argue that's a much more creatively consistent franchise. Can I just yeah. say David Kep wrote Teaming the Crystal Skull? You mentioned that. <laughs> I'm I'm just reemphasizing. Yeah, yeah. And, and it makes me wonder how much. Uh, and I, I think there was probably a lot of ingredients here. Maybe there's more studio interference with this one. Maybe Spielberg was just feeling less inspired. Um, but Crichton didn't co-write this one, but right. he did the first one. So and you wonder... I feel like a lot of the movie's problems come from that. Yeah. And I, and I think that Spielberg is obviously a smart enough filmmaker that he could still prevent some of the stuff, and he didn't for whatever reason. But I really feel like the lack of, of having Crichton involved... Because not only did he write the first one, I imagine he was fairly involved with the first yeah. movie. And it's it's very similar to the book from what I remember. Yeah, there are some some notable departures, but I feel like a lot of that's to streamline yeah. things and to make it work better as a movie. Yeah, like the whole Grant arc with the kids. I think in the book they're even like Grant loved kids, and so we're like, let's really? make him hate them. I may be remembering wrong, but Grant's it's a very a different character. Okay. I, I like that change. But I feel like it, it just kind of... The, the, the edits they made from the first book to the first movie were to streamline it and just kind of make it more of a movie. A, a two-hour package. Yeah. And make it work more. Yeah. And this one, they're just like, write a book. That's stupid. Do this. That's that's my my confusion. Why didn't they just have Crichton and Cap like, just write the second yeah, what, script? Yeah, why necessarily write a book? Why, why have him been... put in all this effort to yeah. write a book yeah. and then just... Yeah, unless maybe that's like some, most some weird ideas. thing Crichton was like only if I get to write a book only if I do more work maybe. and don't have some motivation right now because especially with Hollywood you think they go we're just gonna make another one yeah that's what they did with Harry Potter like, they didn't you'd say, think they'd, they'd be like you gave us the rights we're gonna make another one unless you want to yeah. you can come on board if you want yeah. but it's just, it's just a is. weird uh, series of misfires it's just this made so many sequel mistakes where it just didn't it yeah. did not it retained it didn't retain the, the great the stuff that truly worked about the first yeah. one this is what problem I have with the Pirates franchise where Jack Sparrow was like he, <laughs> Jack Sparrow became the meme after we didn't have memes in those days uh, and we had to pour back steam the we had to pour uh, hot water in the back of our computers and turn a crank to make it work correct um, 
but you know, Jack Sparrow became like the big hit, so they were like, oh, for the sequels, just hurl Jack Sparrow doing weird stuff at the audience. And we do want to do that franchise, so we'll get more into that then. And this one, they went, well, let's just get rid of the things that truly make Jurassic Park work. Because Jurassic Park, the first one, doesn't work because people die from dinosaurs. It works because it's creative and inspired, and they follow through on themes, and they build build suspense and tension. It's not just tasteless thrills. And this one is just, look, people are dying. It's wrong. Two takeaways. Dinosaurs are cool, and Jeff Goldblum is amazing. Yeah, go with it. <laughs> and it's just crazy. Like it's, it really does highlight the the Hollywood <laughs> machine as far yeah. as the way it approaches sequels and and approaches new productions because it sees something else that's successful. Yeah. Um. They then they learn the wrong lessons. Yeah, th- that's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Th- it's, it's it really is the no. You're not making the same mistakes. You're making all new. Ones. It really is. It's absolutely. It's. Because they, they but always, even then they didn't make much mistakes the first time. Correct, though. But it's they always if they get it a lot of the time, like ninety five percent of the time, they'll get a good like a successful you know hit movie, and they're like, oh man, we gotta turn out the sequel. And then for the sequel, they won't understand at all why the first one was yeah. And or they'll see someone else make a super hit successful movie, and they'll be like, oh man, we gotta uh, get on that trend, and then they'll make something that, that Suicide Squad movie. from like Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Um, in general, the DCEU from the MCU, and I, oh, yeah. I know we bash the DCEU all the time. I'm sorry if you like it. We're not. I understand that. I get that. You know, I, I, I get if you have that yeah. love for that characters. And but there's a, there's a lot of there's some there are a lot of problems with those movies. I mean, they're bad, <laughs> and it's it's the same idea where where they sell the MCU and they're like, oh, you know, we gotta we gotta jump on that trend and look look at how much money they made with the Avengers. We gotta really rush it out. We're not gonna really take time to build each individual character first yeah. we're just gonna be like okay Superman movie okay we're kind of getting impatient uh, throw Batman in the Superman movie okay we, we really want to get this money let's get the Justice League yeah. and and they, you can see the process of thinking and it's I'm trying to think I feel like I've, I've thought, seen some other examples um, it, it, one, one thing that seems to have been successful um, to, to date this podcast horribly uh, although I guess uh, soon we will do Logan not not like super soon, but like in a month or two when it comes out, we'll, we'll do Logan when it comes out because I guess that's actually tied in with the, the thing. We have not seen Logan yet though, um, and the, that seems to be a thing where they allowed James Mangold to do an R-rated movie because Deadpool was super successful because they just kind of gave him, they were like, well, you know, if you don't if you don't take too much budget and whatever, yeah, you can go do what you want. And then they came back and they were like, look at how much money this is making. They're like, what did you do? Yeah. And so so it seems like they they took away immediately. They were like. R-rated movies. That's what that's what the people want, and so that seems to have worked out well. And the, and that's one of the five percent where it seems to have been like, yeah. oh, you know, okay, we gave uh, Fox is is like bipolar with yes. its madness. Yes, I cannot understand how their studio works. Fox is a great example of this kind of studio, like just oh, what's the trend? We gotta get the trend. Yeah, but or actually, but sometimes they'll be like, okay, like we'll let you. Do what you want to do. Just go go make the movie you want to make. However much money, okay, go ahead. And then, like, Apocalypse, we have all the resources here to make... Like, we, yeah. they have proven to make a good product. And it's like, no, make it like an Avengers movie and do it just two years well, after Disney Future I, I think that's part of it is that they tend to either... Uh, and this is this is not just Fox. I think there's a lot of studios tend to like stick with something when they find success, something successful. They're like, do that again and again and again and again and make all the money. Milk it. Yeah, and and then 
they're a lot more resistant to change unless someone else does it to where it's like, oh, look, that thing's successful. Let's jump on that. And yeah. so they, they, they've like, they're like, okay, Brian Singer made these, these first two really good movies. Let's bring him back for Days of Future Past. And then they're like, okay, that was a pretty big success. Let's, let's bring him back for Apocalypse. And they, they keep kind of, they don't ever let it, let it, you know, they don't ever adapt. And, and so and I'm really curious to see if, because that's that's the thing that really amazes me about the MCU is that that's not like a. I know we're completely talking nothing to do with Jurassic Park at this point, but like to see if they ever make any missteps like that. Just because they're, I think the fact that they're pretty much entirely creative based and they don't really care as much about like the money because they know that if they do the right thing, they'll make the money and Disney will yeah. be happy. But the the reason that they don't fall to this, I think, is mostly because they're they started or pioneered a certain formula. Of far, as far as the, the cinematic universe goes, and so they're not like ever like in a in a situation where they're like, okay, we need to go find some more money. I'm curious if if at any point in like the next five or ten years, if if the the box office starts to dry up a little bit, what will happen then? But it'll be Warner Brothers' fault. <laughs> yeah. Getting those Disney checks, boy. <laughs> Well, I think but then that, again, my favorite mm-hmm. movie is Dark Knight Rises, even though I recognize all the flaws with that movie. So <laughs> I guess my my opinion's invalid. <laughs> well, I think just in general with, with sequels, you have all these... The studio's sort of trying to gauge the audience reaction. And when you walk out of Jurassic Park, people are walking out of that movie going, Oh, I loved the, the science. I loved the way they built. And the cinematography, they're saying, It was so cool when the T-Rex ate the lawyer. Yeah. Which I totally... And, and they were correct. And I totally agree with them. So the studios go, that's what we need. We need more T-Rexes eating lawyers. Yeah. So they just do that a lot more in the sequel without without understanding. It's like with... And again, Logan is probably going to be an exception. But with Deadpool, they heard R-rated superhero movie. Let's make more of those. They didn't realize Deadpool doesn't work because it's rated R. Deadpool works because it's accurate to the character. Right. And it, it honors who that is. And that required doing something that would end up being rated R. Yeah. And that's theoretically the same deal for Logan. Um... And, and same with like the Suicide Squad, they learned Laurel lessons from Guardians of the Galaxy with like the soundtrack and stuff. And, I, and I'm I'm interested to see with Jurassic World because I've only seen Jurassic World once when it came out. I feel like Jurassic World might be indicative of a lot of the potential problems or just characteristics of this current like remake machine that we have right now. Remakes I, and also long gestating sequels. I feel like a lot of I do feel like Jurassic World might be starting a trend in that regard. I'm I'm trying to think what was like the the last major attempt at I guess maybe Terminator Genesis or was that after Terminator Genesis well I think about the same year actually same year okay because um, that again kind of date the podcast but that's where we are right now in movies is people are they're doing remakes and reboots and they're doing hey that like is an Independence Day sequel like yeah. these movies that didn't <laughs> Men in Black 4 I think is happening like, is it really and, and they wanted it to cross over with Jump Street. I don't yeah. know if that, that's actually that's happening. No. They, they, um, they're doing these things where... They're, they're trying to bring back Blade Runner and yeah. Alien Covenant. Except getting... with, with Blade Runner, they actually hired like a good Actual director. Actual Yeah. And again, like we'll talk more about this with... Star in... Wars, obviously, is yeah. back. We'll talk about that more when we get to Jurassic World. But to me, that whole idea is that machine sucks unless it doesn't. Like you have, you have terrible <laughs> yeah. movies, and you have terrible uh, ones. But you also have like, you, I love the new Karate Kid. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I love the new Karate Kid. You you basically have to get 
like the new RoboCop sucks. Like yeah. there's just you you have to get people that care about the original and are also talented. Sure. Um, and, and and again, it's it's hard for me to really talk about this without just talking about Jurassic World, which is two episodes away. But I really feel like it's it, we have an interesting place right now, and I think just like Lost World indicates a lot of problems they have with sequels. I'm interested to see how I feel about Jurassic World and how it relates to Hollywood's treatment of these long-awaited sequels. And right. hey, we're bringing it back. Yeah, we're starting it up again. Remakes, reboots, etc. Indiana Jones Five. Yep. Yeah, directed by Spielberg. Harrison Ford's going to be in a wheelchair. Harrison Ford shouldn't be doing things right now. He almost killed people in a plane. Yeah. Was that plane supposed to be under me? <laughs> no, Harrison. Harrison. I love you, but please accept. All right, we we doing grades for this 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 piece of crap? Yeah. I think I'm going to do do D minus. Oh, okay. D for dinosaur. Dinosaur. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about the main thing. Y'all, Jeff Goldblum, when he goes to find his girlfriend, he kneels in a river, and he looks across the expanse of this river, and he says, he goes, I need to find my girlfriend. My girlfriend's name is Sarah. How's he going to find her? So he calls out, Sarah! Sarah! And he yells it so weird. It's so weird how he's how he put so much emphasis on the raw. Sad raw. It's like I, I think that was the first time Jeff Goldblum ever yelled. <laughs> yep. I don't think he'd ever yelled in his life before like, that point. You, I, I'm afraid I don't understand. You want me to to raise the volume of my what? voice? What? I, I, oh, okay. And Vince Vaughn's going Sarah Harding and goes, "How many Sarahs do you think are on the island?" I wish there had been a second Sarah just for that. <laughs> Sarah Harding and then like another girl's like what no no do you, is it me no Sarah go back to work I we, I'm Sarah as well I'm Sarah too uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh Jeff Goldblum I want to deep minus because I don't want to give I don't want to hand out F's too casually yeah I want to be very careful even though we bashed this one pretty hard I think I'm going to go D because I'm I'm very ambivalent about this movie. Like like there's bad stuff in it, but I'm not like like obviously I'm not furious at it. Sure, sure. Like like many other movies that we've yes. talked about before. Like like I said, at, at a certain point, like once they get into the the meat of the story, I guess I was just bored. Yeah, I was yeah. just like I'm just gonna keep looking at my phone. Oh, I guess AJ died. Who who's AJ? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tyler, I'm, go for it. I'm gonna go with a D minus as well. I think it's it's right on the like. There's what? just a, why did I give this the highest review. I'm not sure. It's, it's <laughs> just the the type of thing where it's it's. There's just a couple of things that keep it afloat. Yeah. That are, are kind of interesting. And, and again, what, I don't I don't hate it. Yeah, it's. I'm never watching. It's it again. right there, but I have no interest in watching it again. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, that's the worst part. Like. If you're gonna be bad, be bad. Go all the way and be bad. That way, I have something to talk about, like something like BBS or Suicide Squad. This is just boring. Well, it's like Alex, you talked about an A plus. Do you want to like have to perceive it as like perfect? Yes. A+. For me, to do give something an F or an F minus, I have to be very like, no, I, I need to have an emotional, yeah, anger towards it. Yeah. <laughs> I what did we give it an F minus before? BBS. Yeah, we we maybe Suicide Squad. Well, you gave BBS Q. Oh, I did. I gave you the cue. Correct. We oh, we, well, we all gave Suicide Squad just flat Fs. Yeah. Um, I believe you and I both gave X Men three F minuses. 
Um, yeah, and then you gave Spider-Man 3 an F-, and you gave Revenge of the Fallen an F-. <laughs> Remember, I I was sticking to my, my one rule of I will never give a movie an F-, <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, X-Men 3, you no. deserve it, because you're the worst thing ever. And then, then BVS replaced, replaced it as the your, worst thing ever. Mind, so. well, but then like, again, Dark Knight Rises is my favorite movie. Sucking internet, also, but my uh, opinion's invalid. Suicide Squad has more Oscars than Dark Knight Rises. And more, it has as many Oscars as Citizen Kane. Suicide Squad just recently received an Academy Award for makeup and hairstyling, which, of all the Oscars Suicide Squad could win, that's really not that bad. Yeah. It's really not... Like, in context, it's not that, you know, okay. What, what, pushed, still... what pushed it over the, the threshold to, to get it to win? Was it the damage tattoo? <laughs> I I, it it had to have been Killer Croc. And yet, Killer Croc. Which is funny because both of you complained about I that. You both didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't care, and then both of you just complained. Neither of us like the design. It. I can't argue with the fact that it's impressive. Yeah, like it's, it's just and it's a heavy prosthetic. The fact that it's not CGI is, is pretty amazing. But, but the fact that it beat Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, I that, I, yeah. I do feel no. like that. Just flat out like. no. Star Trek and the Man Called Ove, which is a the, the Swedish film, which I don't know anything about it, but apparently it's wonderful. Heck, I would have given to X Men Apocalypse over George over. Su- I know people. Could, I'm, I'm talking like Mystique and Beast and yeah. Nightcrawler. I don't know. I think Maybe. all of those are are comparable. Sophie to- Turner's contouring was great in that movie, so you know there you go. I, I and I do mean that. her contouring. Uh-huh. Hey, um. <laughs> How about the little tattoos on the side of Angel's face when he becomes a member of Apocalypse as Horseman? Yeah, there you go. Totally. That, it's comparable to the damage tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Really, they're the same thing. <laughs> and I really don't, like, I, really, truly, Suicide Squad having that Oscar is not a huge deal. If it had won for script or something, yeah, then I'd be throwing something. But be like, wait, what? No, no, no. It, it's the, f- no. But, but, like, just the principle of knowing, like, Suicide Squad is an Academy Award winning film. No! And that, like... How many did... Did the Dark, the Dark Knight won something, right? Dark Knight won for Supporting Actor and for one of the Sound Awards. Okay. Cool. It was nominated for eight Oscars. As long as it's not the most... Yeah. Well, that was the only Oscar Suicide Squad was nominated for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, as long as... It was the only one it was nominated for... As long as Suicide Squad is not the most Oscar-winning <laughs> no, no, superhero no, 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 movie. No, no, no. I'm okay with it. No, it's Dark Knight. Maybe even... Iron Man might have two. No, it doesn't. I was going to say... Iron Man got nominated for I don't think. I don't think it, it won any... I don't think the MCU's got any right now. I don't think so, no. Suicide Squad should have won for Best Editing. Now, there you Am go. I, right? I think the DCEU has more Oscars than the MCU right now. Yeah. I think so. I'm pretty sure the MCU has zero. I don't DCEU think it's one. Which furthers me thinking the Oscars are full of crap. What? <laughs> I mean, they, they're, they're always nothing. nominated in, like, visual effects or something. Like, this year, Doctor Strange didn't win visual effects because Jungle Book did. Yeah. Like, there, there you go. Yeah. And I think that's usually why is it's up against... Like, I think Avengers didn't win visual effects because of gravity. You know, like usually the MCU shows up for like sound awards or yeah. visual effects, which some there's usually some like you know other movie where I understand. Which it, I'd be I'd be curious to see. I wonder what is currently looking like the field for the visual effects this year. Oh, for this coming year? Yeah. Oh, I have no clue. I mean, I don't even. That would be wonderful if Thor got it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Is I'm, I was just thinking ahead to oh, or Star Wars, Star Wars, Beauty yeah. and the Beast. Yeah. yeah, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like Doctor Strange, for visual effects, probably had the leg up on Rogue One this year. I don't know. Possibly. But, but then Jungle Book is like Rogue so... One, well, Rogue over. One, I would say, 
was more like cinematography than necessarily yeah. effects. It was, I don't know. That space battle at the end. But well, I know a lot of that is cinematography, I feel like. And, K- feel like and K- like... K2SO is a pretty great creation. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, honestly, the field this year for visual effects, so this past year was really, really good. It was Jungle yeah. Book, Doctor Strange, Rogue mm-hmm. One, Deepwater Horizon, and... Was it... Kubo? And Kubo. Was and Kubo Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah. yeah. So I would have been fine with any of those, honestly. Like... I haven't seen Deepwater Horizon, but I mean, like, that's kind of cool that they got recognized, and I like yeah. Peter Berg. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think all of those are pretty good choices. I understand why Jungle Book, because they had to create the entire movie yeah. out of it. Yeah. When so, does The Lion King come out of that 2018? I think so, yeah. Okay. So we'll see. But, but I was just thinking ahead to the MCU if they would have a shot at anything, and I feel like if they did, it would be Ragnarok just because... Or Spy- Spider-Man Homecoming this year as well. Well, uh, well, not necessarily even for visual effects, just for anything, because yeah. I feel like Ragnarok right now looks like the most unique, interesting sure. thing. I'm really, really excited for that. that yeah, I could like because that's also going to have Thor stuff once, and Hulk stuff. Once so. I've seen Logan, I think Logan right now is still what I'm most excited about, but yeah. that, that might be, that's, that's right up there. I'm really yeah. excited to see how that turns out. Um, All I know is Suicide Squad shouldn't have won. And Leo shouldn't have won for the Revenant. <laughs> he, he, should have, he, he should have an Oscar. <laughs> but, but not, not for the Revenant. Yes. Um, Hot takes. Is he even like in anything? Right now? Stealing from the Weekly Planet of the <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't know. I, I, I feel like it is just kind of kooky that, yeah, the DCU has more Oscars than the... But people people do that thing where they'll be like, I don't know, they'll, they'll, like Cher has more Oscars than Amy Adams. <laughs> which is true. And then you go, yeah, but again, shared has won, and like you have to just look at the context and every year why and so and like McConaughey has an Oscar, but like McConaughey got an Oscar before Leo did. But like, yeah, but look at the specific years that like Leo I, didn't win his Oscar. I love that. I love that he, he Matthew McConaughey got an Oscar first. Yeah. Oh, I'm not complaining. Yeah, but it's just like if people have these complaints, you have to look at each individual year, and there's so much context involved in it. But on the surface, it's frustrating. I. I I mean, I'm, 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 I'd rather just look at the statistic of DC movies, or like, yeah. not DC movies. DC movies. I, I, guess, I guess if you if you look at DC movies versus Marvel movies, if you if you say, oh, the DC has three and the yeah. Marvel has zero, I'm like, okay, that's fine, because the Dark Knight totally deserves, yeah. like, well, and like, to get more The original probably. Superman movie, I think, with Christopher Reeve, got like an honorary Oscar for something, and oh, really? maybe like okay. sound. So yeah, I mean, like, across, and also there people have been making DC movies longer than they made yeah. Marvel movies. Um... Spider-Man 2 won for visual effects, I think. Or was it least nominated really? for it, I think? It was nominated. Huh. Um, yeah, so I mean, like, if we're talking about, like, right now, the MCU, the DCEU, DCEU has more Oscars, which I just think is kind of funny. <laughs> Spider-Man. I don't Ooh. like the Oscars, so I'm just, I'm just leaving it at that. I'm sorry, Britton. I know you enjoy watching the Oscars. Love them so you much. make it an event every year to watch it, but it's, it's, I, oh man, I, I love them. I love them all. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man Two won for visual effects. Okay, cool. It was nominated for sound editing and sound mixing. No, the Oscars are such a. I, I have evolved as a person past where like I re, I do care about them very much, but I've evolved past the like getting hardcore invested. The nom- I care more about the. I get angry about the nominations than I do about the wins. Mm-hmm. That's know? fair. Because I'm like. At least a lot to, of the times you got to go to the party room. You got yeah. recognized. You got to go. You yeah. got to be there. Like that's what you're in the books. You got to. You were able to get announced that you won. 
<laughs> yeah, and then it turns out you didn't. Did you? It happens. Yeah, it, to me, the Oscars are just... They're, they're, you got to give your speech. It's only happened twice, but it, it, it happens. Yeah. They're fun. They can be... They can add some legitimacy to stuff. I, I, inherently, they are fairly silly. And of course, there's all kind of shenanigans behind the scenes, but... At the same time, like some pretty cool stuff comes out of it, and every now and again, something really deserving will happen. Mad Max Fury Road, where the Academy will actually like really celebrate a movie mm-hmm. for like really great stuff, and you know, I, I think they're pretty awesome, and they, and they've led me to see some pretty great movies that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. Yeah. Um, like this year, I would have never known about this documentary called Life Animated if it hadn't been nominated for an Oscar, <laughs> and I watched it and it was phenomenal. So like, you know, they're they, they, they not not necessarily because. Not great because they give golden statues to people for pretending to be other people, but you know they they, they celebrate they, they can occasionally celebrate some great stuff. I don't know. I th- that's pretty great. <laughs> and you can, you like can open your eyes to some some neat movies. Alien race looking down on us. Yeah, that we celebrate people for pretending to be other people by giving them a golden. Mm-hmm. I'm a personification playing a dude disguised <laughs> as another dude. You a dude who don't know what duty is. <laughs> Oscar nominated performance. There you go. Well deserved. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's all a mess. Uh, like, like the Lost World. Yeah, I think I should call myself. On a, on a I should call tangent. myself Site B. That should be my new nickname. <laughs> what of Site B? <laughs> <laughs> they call me. They call me Site B because I'm the other place where you don't want to go. <laughs> oh, that was dirty. I was about to say call me Site B because I. But. I didn't say it, so it's okay. I avoided you, that. You did actually say it. Oh. Should I, should I just beep out, like, <laughs> like just one word in there that doesn't, like, make any sense? Like, because, like, because you... <laughs> or just the whole thing. They call me Site B because... And there's, like, a long... It just makes it sound like I said some horrible thing. That would be hilarious, actually, if you did that. I might do that. They call me Site B because... Oh, my God. <laughs> I love dinosaurs when I was little my favorite part of this movie was the very end when you see all the dinosaurs playing and then a pteranodon who we have not seen in this movie yet lands on a branch and squawks can I just say that special effects looks amazing that part does that shot specifically like if you had told me like that was full CGI I would have been like I can't tell yeah Yeah. the the effects in this movie still hold up pretty well they're pretty good not as good as the first one but they're decent Anyway. Are we done? Yeah. Uh, you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Twitter at hctsequels. That's all we got. And next week we will be talking about Jurassic Park 3, which goes back to a regu- like naming convention that actually makes sense. So, that's fun. It should have, it should have been called The Lost World. Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park Part 3. Even Loster. No, that would be Jurassic World. Yeah. Or just Jurassic Park Lost. Ju- it, Jurassic it, it, 4. It, it crosses over. It's written by Damon Lindelof. No! To Jurassic 2 Park. <laughs> Jurassic 4 Park 5. Fate of the Park. Fate of the Park. <laughs> no, Fate of the Jurassic. Sarah. Alright, we're done. Yes. Say the thing. Oh, your sign off. Your sign off. What are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, stay rogue, everybody. Sorry Sorry about that.
Ah, uh, hello, hello. If you can hear me, congratulations. Way to go. Way to go. You made it through. You made it through. You spent all that time, and now you're done. You did it. That's quite an achievement. My, my gosh. Well, you are something. Thank you. Thank you for, for sticking with it, for not giving up. That is really something. Now, you know what you should do? Turn the thing off, for, for, for heaven's sakes, and go outside. You know... Breathe the air, take a walk, call a member of the opposite sex. You know what I'm talking about. You know, you have a whole life, life out there. Get the stink blown off you. Just, just go. Go, really. Turn off. You. I mean, really. What was that? Hello, hello. Okay, I go, I go. 